0: This is a FM special, special broadcast. broadcast. The COVID Report Show, Monday to Thursday, from 6 to 7 p.m. Exclusive to Val FM 88.1.
1: Hear it. Modweni Sanbonani, and welcome to another installment of the COVID Report, where we unpack and dissect COVID-19 and its impact on the various aspects of what we used to know as our lives. This is your one-stop shop for all your facts, stats, and figures with none of the misinformation. I am your host, Sipo Sihlingo and today is no different. We are unpacking innovation in the face of the pandemic and the empowerment that has come from technology and how the fourth industrial revolution has now come at a much faster rate. Today, we unpack how technology has changed and how technology has had to keep up with the pandemic. We are joined by tech business development enthusiast, Kevin who will talk to us about how technology has become an enabler during the time of COVID-19 and how technology has changed. Thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us. And my first question to you would be, even as South Africa cascades down to level three, it is unlikely that we will go back to the ways we used to work. So what is the impact of technology and how have you seen it play out?
0: Thank you for having me, Siposike, and uh, hello to your listeners. Um, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic has, you know, disrupted, you know, a lot of ways in which we, we operate, um, both in the social space and in the professional working space. Um, and, and I think some of the clear changes that have come out of this pandemic is that the job market is, is being reshaped. Employers at the end of the day um, are actually realizing that it's very possible for people to work from home, Um, and so are employees. And in the same breath, employees are also sort of realizing that there are a lot of benefits to working from home. Um, One can save money on commuting, one can spend more time with their loved ones if if you're living with your family, Um, and also one could potentially manage their day a lot better from a multitasking perspective in that it kind of gives you an opportunity to sort of mesh um, the best parts of your workday with the best parts of your personal day. So we're seeing a lot of um, businesses with services that can be done from home and online, moving towards um, online collaboration tools such as Zoom call. Um, but there are also others used by large corporates like Microsoft Teams and and various others. Um, And at the same time, we're finding many job specs being revised to allow people to be empowered in terms of doing their jobs from home. So some companies are even starting to advertise positions which traditionally required one to be physically present, but now actually require one to work from home. And and what does this mean? Uh, This means that at the end of the day, Companies can actually save money on office space, um, but at the same time, uh, the employee has more flexibility around their work day. And it comes down more to output. How are you doing your job? Are you delivering? Uh, which is then communicated in the digital sense. And the employer can also hold the employee accountable for output probably more than before because it's no longer about physical perception and I guess who arrives at the office first and who leaves last. And so these are some of the interesting changes that we're seeing happening.
1: Some very interesting key points that you do mention in that thing, in that um, answer, such as the output, the measuring of output, it's no longer about if you're sitting at the office, are you sitting at home and working? So my follow up question then is businesses changing and businesses outside of individuals, but businesses changing and how do businesses, how have businesses um, developed? I think one uh, answer that I, one example that I can think of is Airbnb has now developed the online experiences and they've changed in that way. Discovery has moved to having most of their people outside so what have we seen technologically from businesses and servers? how is, how are those changing? I think of law firms that deal with very sensitive information. For tech space, how what is happening in that? What is the innovation in those areas?
0: So so in the areas that you know potentially involved a lot of customer face-to-face interaction, but at the same time involved confidentiality, such as in the insurance sector. The, the the legal and other professional service sectors. Um, there, there's a lot of investment going towards secure platforms um, for communication between the service provider and and the customer. Um, hacking is still a real threat. We've mm-hmm. we've definitely heard of how platforms such as Zoom have been hacked on on you know on, on several occasions. But businesses are actually finding ways to redirect you know, funds towards secure platforms. And, and there are several that have existed before, but have sort of been revised for this, this period, which have become, you know, more hacker-proof. Um, and ultimately, there's also training that is happening with employees of companies to make sure that they practice, you know, the right safeguards in terms of how do you engage customers online whilst at the same time protecting, you know, their, 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 their privacy. And not infringing on, you know, potential confidential information that shouldn't be in the public domain. So, um, at the end of the day, there's a lot of reshaping that's being done. Uh, there are, of course, mistakes along the way, but I think you know we're seeing a lot of impressive ingenuity um, from from businesses right now in terms of how do they take the existing services. Which essentially previously needed face to face interaction and how do they quickly transform that into the digital space? And that's happening quite seamlessly, actually. Um, and then in addition to that, there's a mindset shift. Um, customers need certain services like legal at this point in time. Um, just because we're in this lockdown, it doesn't mean that people don't need legal counsel. Um, so the mindset of the customer is also more open to, you know, digital interaction. Um, so, yeah, I think the world is moving on, and uh, businesses are putting money behind digital innovation, and I guess the bigger question is, what does that mean for the service provider who does not invest in digital interaction? You're, you're likely to be left out of the curve, and, and post you know this, this pandemic, things are likely not to go back to what they used to be. So whoever doesn't make the right changes now is, is likely to fall out of, you know, the new way of doing things and what customers expect. Um, yeah.
1: Again, very interesting takes. And you speak of the new normal and the change that is going to be happening. We're not going back to go to offices anytime soon. But then my question is is South Africa ready for this change? So as a country, we still have data and connectivity issues. Data is too expensive, or just doesn't exist in certain areas. How, as a country, should we be remedying this? And is it going to impact our ability to participate in this changing world?
0: So I think at the end of the day, you know, the market will be driven by supply and demand factors. So data has been very expensive in, in, in our country and not widely spread um, because I guess you, you could say certain players in the industry, you know, had a very strong hold and control over the market and customers would sort of fall at the mercy of, of these, you know, um, data service providers. But right now, the demand is more than ever for data um, as, as a means to enabling, you know, going about living one's life doing their job interacting for personal reasons so there's much more opportunity for data providers and cellular network companies and wi-fi you know uh, service providers to to make more money than than ever before and since the demand is is on 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 the up um, and on the rise i think there's now an opportunity for those businesses to rethink their pricing models so we've started seeing some initiatives coming out where, you know, there's an, an incentive to buy cheaper data bundles, for example, or to install Wi Fi at, at, at much lower prices than before. Um, we're also seeing a variety of offerings from the various cellular networks on the packages that one can choose in order to make access to data more flexible for the customer in, in this time. So we still have the definite challenge that data is expensive. But at the same time, you know, market factors seem to be pushing, you know, the providers of data towards revising the pricing models to make it more affordable, to make it more widely spread, because there's now an opportunity to make much more money than before. And, and whoever doesn't jump on this trend of making data more accessible is probably going to be uh, sort of kicked out of market, customer demand. Um, so i think I think that's what we're going to see happening very quickly, and ultimately, the price of data should start dropping if not already, and it'll be more accessible um, in some shape or form it's also been interesting in the education sector to see how learning institutions are partnering with cell phone or cellular network data provider companies um, to have special plans for their students to access learning um, on on uh sort of subsidized Tariffs, Um, and and I think we're also going to see a lot of that coming in, where there's a social element of that that's that's coming into the the picture, where certain segments of the economy, like education, need to carry on for the purpose of you know social development and advancement of youth um, into the workforce. So I think there's also a collaborative effort, you know, out of that goodness. Um, of the human heart that is, is seeking to make data more accessible and cheaper. And we've already seen that being implemented.
1: So quite some moves being done to ensure access to the data. And you mentioned the changes in the education sector. As a student, I know I do benefit from some of the data shared by the university and those plans. But some other sectors have also been affected. For example, we see the healthcare sector using technology screening. So would you say the yes. coronavirus pandemic has accelerated the fourth industrial revolution? We also heard about an app to use to plan funerals, a website where you can plan your funeral. So do you think this has accelerated the approach of the fourth IR or was this always going to happen?
0: I think was always going to happen. Um, but definitely, this pandemic has accelerated, you know, what was going to happen for for some time for our or the fourth industrial revolution, um, as, as it's referred to, um, in terms of how we as human beings are now relating and, and, and augmenting, you know, t- to technology in our daily lives has been more of a, a fancy buzzword. Which in various parts of our society, you know, has been discussed at length from a theoretical point of view and not really much was done from a practical point of view to implement the theory. And what this pandemic did is it put us in a position where there was no choice other than to implement that theory. So. What has happened with this pandemic is we are, have seen a fast track, you know, our fourth industrial revolution implementations of technology across the spectrum, because that's the only way we can actually uh, communicate and transact and go about our lives going forward. If we're going to stick to, you know, the social distancing element of safety measures within, within this pandemic. Um, so I think that is definitely a, a big benefit um, as opposed to, of course, the downside of going through this, this pandemic. And once again, um, given that now the fourth industrial revolution has been accelerated due to this pandemic, um, surely it's here to stay. It's, it's the new normal. Um, and a revolution basically takes out the old and, and brings in the new. And I think what we must now accept as a reality is that we are now fully in the fourth industrial revolution. And we can only see it being implemented further. and and becoming more robust uh, given that we've now realized that this is how we you know have to go about our lives going forward and there's so many efficiencies to actually take out of the fourth industrial revolution and we've sort of tasted the good um, and once we've tasted the good it's not really easy to go backwards so yeah I think definitely we've seen an acceleration towards 4IR.
1: No definitely and I do have a bit of a, a question of the 4IR in itself, and what happened to some of the big players. So I think of the Skype-Zoom conversation that's been happening, um, where it's been argued that Skype didn't necessarily keep up with the times well enough and to be overtaken by Zoom. Skype had a 10-year head start before even Zoom was an idea. Do you have any comment on that, mm. as it is something that's being spoken about in the tech world about the pandemic?
0: Yeah, so I think you know Skype is probably not the only one. Um, there are other players as well in the market. Where um, at the end of the day, they were very safe um, in their corners, and and I think you know businesses such as Skype very much entrenched themselves into you know being suppliers to, to corporate entities, um, and and Skype sort of gradually of social circles as a means for communication. We've seen a lot of mobile applications come onto the market, which have sort of made Skype redundant in terms of communication. I mean, in the social setting, WhatsApp has been a very effective way of people communicating, you know, in terms of voice over the internet or video over the internet. Um, But I guess what this, this pandemic has done is it has forced businesses, you know, such as Skype and others, who didn't continuously innovate on their business models to stay relevant in the lives of the original customer, um, to now come to the new reality that they are, you know, underdogs in the market that have definitely continued innovating on their business models in order to be more relevant, and hence, you know, during a time such as this, the zooms um, of the world, which. you've one could have said before we're lagging behind the likes of Skype have now overtaken the space because they built feature sets that are so relevant um, for for robust you know communication uh, during this time. Uh, but even companies such as Zoom, at the end of the day, have ha- have had their challenges. You know, there've been those hackability issues, and and hence you know even though they are you know sort of running the market. At This point in time, you know, they they can also reflect from the lessons learned by other businesses such as Skype, in that they have to continuously innovate, make their platforms more secure. And you know, in the sense that technology is seeking to connect us. There are also people with bad intentions who are seeking to sort of disrupt our communications, deal our identities. And I guess that's going to be the next um, level of relevance to the customer in that or to the end user in that if I want to communicate online, how safe am, am I going to be online, you know, given that it's, it's a world that is not really tangible and, you know, anybody who has the right access and potentially has, you know, the wrong intentions could sort of intercept my life. Um, and, and that is essentially the new challenge for, you know, businesses that have benefited from um, this, this pandemic in terms of their relevance to consumers'
1: lives some key lessons in there on what businesses should be doing to ensure that they remain relevant, keeping features that are up with the times and what people need. So before I let you go, can I ask what other trends do you think businesses should be following and trends that will come out of this pandemic?
0: So I think that one is, is quite a large one uh, to, to, to delve into. If, if we had, you know, a, uh, a couple more hours i could probably break them down further but some high level ones i think various sectors of, of the economy will will definitely you know see trends um, in terms of their efficiency and relevance at this point. So we've already touched on how working from home is going to become probably the new normal in in many instances. Um, And then at the same time, businesses are now investing in technology in order to enable the employees to continue. providing services to customers. Um, businesses now have to also invest in, in safety um, around the COVID virus. Um, you know, san, 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 sanitation is going to be an important factor, scanners to, to scan people's temperatures and sort of adhere to guidelines You know, from a health and safety perspective or require investment. E-commerce is definitely becoming a bigger player given that that's going to be the new way to sell physical products. Um, So we're going to see a lot happening in that space. Um, Even in the insurance sector, we're probably going to see customers going back to insurers and saying, well, since I'm not driving my car as much anymore, do I still need to pay such a high premium? Um, So those are some of the things we could be seeing. Fitness is probably going to move towards fitness from home. And restaurants will have to think about how do they become more of takeaway joints as opposed to sit-in joints. Um, And of course, you know, in the health sector, There's a lot to think about, about how how is data collected of people's well-being and how do you protect people in the social distancing, you know, element of not coming into contact with other people who've been infected Um, and hence there needs to be better and sporadic sharing of, of health information. Um, through technology-based platforms at this point in time. So those are some of the trends that I definitely think are going to come out of, of, of COVID and will probably continue for a long time afterwards um, as the new normal of doing things.
1: And that was tech business development enthusiast Kevin Semoguerre. Who t- spoke and shared with us some of the trends he sees coming out of this pandemic? What this pandemic has actually done to some of our businesses, to the work that is done, and how technology has played a massive role in ensuring that st- things still continue. Thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Mr. Thanks for your, to your listeners as well.